the Oakdale Christian Centre podcast. In this episode, Dave continues the series on the characteristics of God, this week focusing on the strength of the Lord. The main reading is Ephesians chapter 1. Amen. Uh, last week we looked at all those um, metaphors that describe the Lord, or some of them, not all of them, obviously. Um, in the Old Testament, he's our refuge. Um, we looked at the different types of refuge uh, uh, that we can run to. He's a high tower. It's something, some a place that's in- inaccessible. He's uh, our fortress, our stronghold fortress. We looked at a little bit about Masada, didn't we? It's right in the middle of the desert, which was took the um, Romans a good time to get uh, get in there. And uh, uh, we talked a bit about that. There's been a BBC program on that. I said last week, didn't they? Many years ago, when I was a nipper. Um, our, our shield, our shade, our rock, our hiding place that we just sang. Um, our shelter, our shield, and when we talked about that, it was like, uh, and what he was talking about, like, like a crocodile's hide, which is um, pretty impenetrable, uh, unless you've got a, uh, you know, a machine gun or something. Um, he, they reckon even a little pistol bullet wouldn't, wouldn't penetrate it, but without guns these days. Um, uh, that's our shield, that's our buckler, and um, so that's what we looked at last week, and tonight we're just going to look at um, being strong, and uh, how to be strong, uh, because sometimes we can feel uh, weak, we, we will go, all go through difficulties and, and troubles. How do we stay strong? Is, is it possible to? Thankfully, God is an awesome God. That's our first protocol. Of course, so often we bring God down to our level. We limit him, we, uh, our thinking and our, our, uh, our vision. But when we realize who he is, oh, as we just said, if God is for us, who can be against us? Um, and uh, difficulties will come as we'll talk in a minute our, our first verse uh, Colossians 1 15 to 17 He is the image of the invisible God the firstborn over all creation for by him all things were created that are in heaven and that are on earth visible and invisible whether, whether thrones or dominions or principalities or powers all things were created through him and for him and he is before all things, and in him all things consist. If you go to Hebrews as well, he said he created everything by his word and he upholds everything by his word. Now, uh, we can, again, read over that quite quickly. And he says he created everything, Colossians, and he holds it all together. Now, for a scientist, certainly a physicist, he will be saying, oh, that's interesting. Because they haven't got a clue why we're here or why gravity is a certain uh, pitch because that's if it wasn't, we, the universe wouldn't be here. And all the other things that hold things together, and we talked about a bit before about the binding force of an atom and all those kind of things, they haven't got a clue really. Um, but the Bible says God spoke it and he upholds it. Mm-hmm. And when, they under, when a scientist will say that's, that's an awesome statement, mm-hmm. um, not just the creation, but actually to hold it all together. You know, we, we, they're still looking, and they they said the other day, "Oh, we'll find somewhere soon that we'll be uh, be able to uh, keep humans." No, no, this planet is specially made for us. And uh, again, if we we complacently look over the wonder and the beauty and the majesty, even though it's a fallen world, it's still pretty good. It's still it it, it gives us life. Um, as we we've been to the moon, and there's no life on the moon, is there? And you take that uh, that suit off. And uh, if you can hold your breath, uh, maybe for two or three minutes, that's it. You're gone. Um, so when, when, when he says that, that straight away says, what an awesome God. And what a God that cares. 
because he didn't just create it, he's still holding it together. Now one day he'll let it all go, wouldn't he? Because he says he'll recreate it, new heavens and earth. And uh, with that, it, it, it's, if you read in Peter, it said like fire, and it'll just burst in, in, in and that's a, a great picture of a nuclear uh, explosion, because he's just gonna leave it go, and he's gonna re-recreate it. So there's our first protocol. But more, more personal than that, if you like, let's read Genesis 18, 13 to 14. Then the Lord said to Abraham, why did Sarah laugh and say, will I really have a child now that I am old? Is anything too hard for the Lord? I will return to you at the appointed time next year and Sarah will have a son. Is there anything too difficult for the Lord? It's a great question. Anything too difficult? See now, now we can uh, for for those of a, a scientific persuasion, that should, our first verse will blow our minds. But this is, is coming down to the nitty gritty. Look, ninety years of age, couldn't you have a baby? Don't be so soft. Um, of course, age a little bit different, but that still probably equates to say a, a sixty-seven year old. Impossible. And she laughed. Uh, she probably was crying when she when she knew she had a baby then, didn't she? <laughs> when she got pregnant then, dear me. Um, but in, is anything too difficult? Luke 1, Luke 1. Then said Mary unto the angel, How shall this be, seeing I know not a man? And the angel answered and said unto her, The Holy Ghost shall come upon me, and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore also the holy thing which thou shalt be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. And behold, thy cousin Elizabeth, she shall also conceive a son in her old age. And this is the sixth month with her who was called barren. For with God nothing shall be impossible. And Mary said, Behold, the handmaid of the Lord, be it unto me according to thy word. The angel departed. Nothing is impossible. So there's where we start. We're in difficulty, in circumstances which will always come. Nothing is impossible with our God. Our God is the one who holds it all together. Nothing gets past him. I was just beginning to read Job today, and uh, and uh, Deb, ah, he's all right because you 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 were looking after him. You hedged him about, mm. and it wasn't until the Lord said, "Okay, have your way with him." Could he touch him? Up until then, because he was the Lord's, and he was a righteous man, a good man, a guy who was sought the Lord. He said, "You won't touch him." But now, go on then, have a little go at him, and um, that's quite quite interesting. But nothing is impossible. God is still sovereign. He is still the God that created. Um, he is life itself. We call it is it a seity. He gets life from himself. He is life itself. He doesn't need anything else. He doesn't need anyone else. But he creates. Why? Because he loves. He is life itself. So that's why he is before all things. And nothing was before. Nothing made. God doesn't justify himself, does he? In the, in the word. In the beginning, God created the heaven and earth. He didn't tell. It just declares it, declares it, and we can see it before our eyes. Uh, Pascal said this about the omnipotence of God. The greatest single distinguishing feature of the omnipotence, all powerful, uh, all power of God, is that our imagination gets lost when thinking about it. And we must never ever, again, when we forget that we bring God down to our level, we allow our circumstances to rise over us and say, the Lord, it's like, as Pascal said, let's, meditate on the omnipotence of God and we get lost, don't we? God, there's nothing, nothing, nothing too difficult for you to do. Of course, he, he, there's things he can't do, of course, isn't there? He can't lie. He, he won't do anything against his character. 
You won't square a circle, or that young boy said, uh, Lord, please make Paris the capital of England after his, his test. Uh, you know, uh, that, that's not going to happen, is it? Um, but it, it, when it comes to his character, there's nothing, 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 nothing that's impossible. Why? Because we've got to, again, remind ourselves that life is full of highs and lows and pitfalls. 2 Timothy 3, 2 Timothy 10 to 12. But thou hast fully known my doctrine, manner of life, purpose, faith, long-suffering, charity, patience, persecutions, afflictions, which came unto me at Antioch, at Iconium, at Lystra, what persecutions I endured, but out of them all the Lord delivered me. Yea, and all that will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. Very clear, isn't it? All who live for the Lord will suffer persecution. Now, we know little about that, don't we? Um, uh, you know, we have a little bit of this, a little bit of that. But we will suffer difficulties. Persecution is not just physical, is it? It can be spiritual. The enemy is going to always have a, have, a, have a dig at us. He's always going to whisper in our ear. So we're all going to face persecution. Jesus said, in this world you will have tribulation, you'll have trouble. But be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. So that's an absolute certainty. That's why... God says we need me, you need strength, you need strength, why the Lord is omnipotent. Um, I would just, it, it was interesting, I just caught an interview with one of the um, American footballers, and uh, it's quite good, he was, um, they were asking him about Nick Foles, it was, and, yeah. and they were saying, and he said, oh, he said, I, I, I not, don't believe the prosperity gospel, he said, you know, he said, I believe, you know, we have difficulties, he said, you know, that's life, he said, but he said, I'm not defined by those. I'm not defined by American football or lifting the, because they won the Super Bowl a couple of years ago. Said, I'm not, that's not my, 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 I'm the Lord, he said, and I'm a disciple of him just to show him. And that was very interesting. Good, good testimony. But he, he again, recognized difficulties are ours. Why? Because God is doing a work in us. God is doing a work. Let's read uh, 2 Corinthians 12. Unless I should be exalted above measure, to the abundance of the revelations, there was given to me a thorn in the flesh, the messenger of Satan to buffet me, lest I should be exalted above measure. For this thing I besought the Lord thrice, that it might depart from me. And he said unto me, My grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities, that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore I take pleasure in infirmities, in reproaches, in necessities, in persecutions, in distresses, in distresses for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then I am strong. See, it's in him. And we'll, we'll, that'll come up more and more tonight. It's in him. It's because of him. It's what he is. Who he is. In and of ourselves. Now remember, Paul was capable. Um, but God had to get him to a place, and he, the more capable we are, that God's given us, the more, the more difficulties we've got to go through to realize that unless we have him, that our abilities really are just, will fall flat, wouldn't they? Uh, and he, he took him, when, at the beginning of that chapter, 2 Corinthians 1, he, he was very clear, he said, look, I despaired of life. He was so down, Paul. I despaired of life, yet I realized that I come to the end of myself, so I, I could start with you, Lord. I needed to rely upon you. Was it God reliant? So that's where we are. Uh, someone said, when you have nothing left but God, then you become aware that God is enough. And God wants to get us to that place where we are absolutely reliant upon him. Totally. Why? Because he's all that we need. It, it, it's strength. That is our <coughs> inheritance. 
He will supply our need. What is 2, two Peter 1 says? Fantastic chapter to meditate on that. Um, uh, let me just read it just in case I misquote it. His divine power has given us everything we need for pertaining to life and godliness. Uh, and we are partakers of the divine nature. Not because of us, because of him. But he's given us. He's given us. So when we are mourning and groaning and groveling, God says, this is the word I've given you. Receive it. Make yourself available. I love the story of David. Remember he came back to Ziklag and they'd taken all the people. Everything had gone. And the, the men, the Bible says, were going to store, they were going to give him say, you've got to blame someone, and bitterness does that. It, it twists our mind, it can't think clearly, and we blame, you've got to blame somebody, they're going to blame David. And David, the Bible says, God alone with the Lord. Mm. You see, there's a time where family, friends, even the family of God, is not going to be enough. You've got to get along with the Lord. And there are times God takes us to those places. A number of times in my life, it, there's only the Lord I can just rest on and rely upon. And just even just uh, lie before and say, Lord, this is too big. I need you. And the Bible says he encouraged himself in the Lord. He strengthened himself. Yeah, the word means he fastened himself onto the Lord. He said, Lord, if I'm going down, I'm going down with you. <laughs> As the boys in the boat. Lord, if we're going down, and Jesus said, what are you afraid of? I'm in the boat with you. If you're going down, I'm coming down with you. Um, you've little faith. So the Lord, he strengthened himself in the Lord. Um, but thankfully, that is ours, in the Lord. Philippians 4, 11 to 13. Not that I speak in respect of want, for I have lived in whatsoever state I am, therewith to be content. I know how both to be abased, and I know how to abound. Everywhere and in all things, I am instructed both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. I can do all things through Christ, which strengtheneth me. Interesting, he said, I've learned to be content. <clears throat> it's definitely a process. Because uh, by nature, our world, <clears throat> our own, our old nature is never content, is it? You see that, that's why things get worse and worse, because they try something, and that satisfied for a moment, and then you've got to go on to further and further things, and then you see absolute, um, you know, horrific things going on, don't you? You open your page and you think, how can that happen? I just, and you think, how can pe people be so deceitful? But we can. Um, I was reading just a story today in the paper. Uh, he was a headmaster, principal, and he was a he head of there, but he was also in charge of um, uh, guidelines and uh, safeguarding. Yet he was just being done for paedophilia. Just, just see the, the, the deceitfulness of man and the heart. That there he was in that position and you thought, oh, that, we look to him, yet the heart. Why? Because we've got to learn. God, unless without the Lord, we're in trouble anyway. But even when we got the Lord, we've got to learn to trust in him, rely upon him. Uh, Paul said, in everything I've learned to be content. That's why he said in verse 13, I can do all things, which really means I can uh, prevail in all things. I can cope with all things. Why? Because he's my strength. Because I've learned to trust and anchor myself in him. I can cope with all things. I am power, enabled, enabled through all things. Uh, Ephesians 3. For this reason I kneel before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name. 
I pray that out of his glory riches he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and how long and how high and deep is the love of Christ, and to know this love that surpasses knowledge that you may be filled to the measure of all the fulfillness of God. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine according to his power that is at work within us. To him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen. You can see Paul getting excited there, can't he? He's, he's building up. He, he's saying, Lord, yes, it's a fantastic power, though, how great. Get your eyes on him. He said, open your eyes to the greatness of God, the wonder of his love, the vastness of who he is. He said, and you will be strengthened. How will you be strengthened? By the power of the Spirit. Holy Spirit, dynamis, power comes into us when we say, but oh, they'll be filling. We'll just read that in a minute. Be filled with that power. will strengthen us. will keep us strong. Not just to be filled, but to be overflowing with his power. Acts 1 verse 8. Acts 1 verse 8. But he shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost is to come upon you. And he shall be witness unto me, both in Jerusalem, and in all Judea, and Samaria, and unto the utmost part of the earth. Amen. The power to be a witness, the power to live for him, the power to live like him. When we have, he's given us that power, that dynamis, that dynamite power it is, that power that is available to us. What did we just read Ephesians 1? That you would know the power that is yours, that raised Christ from the dead, is yours, is ours. Yet so often, forgive us, forgive me, that we live so often as paupers, don't we? We live in weakness, in feebleness, impotence, and Lord God, I've given you all that you need. And we say, Lord, it is time that we applied his word and received from his word. Thankfully, bless the Lord, it is ours. Why? Because he promised, he promised. Um, Isaiah, Isaiah 26, verse 3 and 4. You will keep in perfect peace him whose mind is steadfast, because he trusts in you. Trust in the Lord forever, for the Lord, the Lord is the rock eternal. Yeah. Perfect peace. Why? Because I'm leaning on him. I'm leaning on him. I'm stayed on him. I've taken hold of him. I'm trusting in him. I've attached myself to him in the Lord forever. Why? Because the Lord is the Lord, the everlasting rock, the everlasting strength. <coughs> there, why? I'm leaning on him. I've attached myself to him. As, as David understood that, David, a man after God's heart, he knew what it was to attach himself to the Lord. And he knew it's, it's always, remember we talked about the default was, was to run to the Lord. Even when he was in sin, remember? And, the, and the, the Lord struck down that, that boy. Where did he go? Straight to the Lord. Lord, have mercy, have mercy, have mercy. And of course, um, the Lord didn't have mercy. Um, but he, he, that's where he went. Isaiah 40. Do you not know? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He will not grow tired or weary, and his understanding no one can fathom. 
He gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Even youths grow tired and weary, and young men stumble and fall. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. Amen. To soar above our circumstances, our last verse will tell us that, but to soar above, not to be under our circumstances. Why? Because the Lord gives strength to the weary. The Lord gives strength to the weary, those faint, those tired. Thankfully, that's where we can run to. Um, but remember, those who wait, we talked about that word before, it means uh, like a rope bind by twisting. You're twisting yourself and you're fully attached to the Lord. There's no one else you're going to go. He's the only one. There's no one else. And you're attached to him. Uh, he will give strength, vigor, force. You mount up wings, you run and not be weary, walk and not faint. Um, that, I suppose that could, could be physical, but it means spiritual, of course. Because um, we, we remember we looked at Elijah, and Elijah ran away, didn't he? Um, he'd been mighty, but uh, he was afraid of a lady. And uh, probably a wise man, I would have thought. <laughs> he, he, he ran away. He ran away, and uh, he, he was he was mourning and growing. He was he was uh, that that deal with it. He was tired, and tiredness and weariness can bring depression. And he was depressed. And he said, "Lord, I've had enough. I'm the only one." Of course, self pity party, didn't he? I'm the only one. Take me home, Lord. Take me home. And the Lord said, "Have a sleeper then. That's what you need. And have some food. And have another sleep." And have some more food, he said, because the journey's too strong for you, too great for you. Too, it's too much for you, this journey, yet have strength from this. See, our journey in and of ourselves to live as Christians without the Lord is impossible, isn't it? And the Lord can save us, but he doesn't want to save us. He wants us to change us so we can, he can show the grace and the beauty and the joy and the hope and the love of God to those around us. And we can only do that by the Lord, the Lord in us, the Lord filling us, overflowing us, and we look at his word in a moment. And but he said, that's why feed on this, he said, get all this. He, he said, he had a touch from the, the angel touched him, and he said, feed on this. And uh, the Bible says he went 40 days on that, on that meal, good, pretty good meal, good meal. Um, you know, when we are fed of the Lord, and we are touched by God, you know, we can go, we can go, and that extra mile, more than extra mile for, for Elijah. Um, have the strength of the Lord. And, and we talked about that word strength there. Um, vigor, power, wealth. And again, it, again, it, it refers, and of course, that the writer's always looking at what he can see around him. And it means that um, like a lizard type or a chameleon, that's the ability to change. And that's, that's an amazing thing, a chameleon, if you've ever seen it. It changes. It's the power to change. And he said, have this, have this strength, the power to change. And uh, where, where did we get that from? His word, from feeding on him, the power to change. Um, but it is in his word, of course, it is in his word. Uh, 1 John 2, 13 to 17. I'm writing to you, fathers, because you know him who is from the beginning. I am writing to you, young men, because you have overlooked the, overcome the evil one. I write to you, dear children, because you know the Father. I write to you, fathers, because you know him who is from the beginning. I write to you, young men, because you are strong, and the word of God lives in you, and you have overcome the evil one. 
Do not love the world or anything in the world. If anyone loves the world, love for the Father is not in them. For everything in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life <coughs> comes not from the Father, but from the world. The world and its desires pass away, but whoever does the will of God lives forever. We, we, we take those verses sometimes out don't we? and if we read them in full context we see a beautiful picture of the word in us overcoming overcoming the world uh, that invades us and tries to squeeze us in many ways sadly we allow it so often we allow its influences into our thinking of our ear gate our eye gate we allow it to squeeze us instead of saying no 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 they let the word influence it i mean his word so he, that's why they were strong because the word, what does the psalmist say? Psalm 119, that amazing psalm, all about the word. Lord, my soul is weary with sorrow. Strengthen me according to your word. Strengthen me according to your word. There's a story about um, Nicholas Ridley. Um, uh, if you know anything about church history, uh, Ridley and Latimer in 1555 were being burned at the stake, um, which is probably one of the worst, worst ways to die, I think. Uh, saved crucifixion and maybe other but um the night before um uh, ridley was going to be um burned at the stake his brother came to see him and said do you want me to stay the night he said i mean i can be a comfort to you and bless you and stay up with you and uh, ridley said no he's fine he said, he said I'm, I'm going to go to bed like i usually do and he said i'm going to sleep like i usually do he said and because uh, the lord is with me mm. and um, he never changed why because the peace of the lord the strength even in that Pressing, and we can't even imagine that, can we? Uh, but the overwhelming power of God in us can take us higher above our circumstances. And the next day, he did go, and um, Latimer was a bit older than him, and he, he said to him, "Be strong, brother. Be, be strong." He said, "We will light the flame in England that will never go out." And they were right. Catholicism was swept away. Bless the Lord. And um, but they said of of um, Ridley. He, he, he took him a long time to, to pass away, die. And it was, he said, um, I think he said his brother-in-law put some lint under it to, to make it go quicker, but that's all he did was burn the bottom of his legs and things. If you read the stories, it's not, not a pleasant story. But grace of God, strength of God, doesn't matter what comes across our path. Why? Because it, the Bible says, Paul said, momentary problems outweighed by eternal glory. Momentary difficulties outweighed by uh, eternal, eternal glory. Strength of the Lord in us, with us, through us. God's not given us a spirit of timidity, is he? But of power, dynamis, love, and discipline. The ability to grab a hold of ourselves and say, Oi, grab a hold of yourself and come on, run hard after the Lord. That's the ability. And uh, sometimes we say, Oh, Nehemiah, I can't. Come on, he said. The spirit of God in you says grab all of yourself the spirit of discipline um, but it is in his word but thankfully again we've got to re again remember it's in him it's all about him it's not what we have done or can do it's, but it's resting and residing and abiding in him John 15 without me you can do nothing if you're in me you can bear fruit much fruit more fruit you will pray and you will be answered if you if you take yourself out of the vine you will wither and die very very clear isn't it um, Ephesians 6 finally my brethren be strong in the Lord 
and in the power of his might. Be strong. Be empowered. How? In the Lord. In the Lord. We're in him. So he said you get your strength from him. He is the awesome, almighty God that's powerful. And these, this, this last particular verse, verses always uh, really encourage me. It's uh, from a little book you, you, know, you can nip by very quickly, Habakkuk. Um, but it's, it's a one, and he, he's having a little bit of a ding-dong with the Lord. Lord, we need you. And he said, I'm coming, I'm coming. He said, oh, thankfully, he said. He said, I'm sending the Babylonians. Whoa, 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 what do you mean? He said, no, I'm praying for revival. I'm praying for the Lord. He said, no, no. He said, this isn't going to happen. They're going to come and run through this place. And uh, he said, what are you, but they are terrible people. He said, yeah, but Israel has been a lot worse. He said, no, I've got to bring them. I've got to cut them back before I can bring fruit and bring revival. And he, the year he's saying, Lord, in wrath, remember mercy. And then he comes to the end of his his. Uh, is prayer with the Lord, and this is what he says, uh, Habakkuk 3, 17 to 19. Though the fig tree does not bud, and there are no grapes on the vines, though the olive crops fail and the feeds produce no food, though there are no sheep in the pen and no cattle in the stalls, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will be joyful in God my Savior. The sovereign Lord is my strength, he makes my feet like the feet of a deer. Mm. He enables me to go on the heights. That's great verses then. He said, though the crops fail, the harvest fails, the, the cattle fails, he said, I will rejoice in the Lord. I will take joy in the Lord. Just reading Job again, the Bible says all that news came in and he fell before the Lord in worship. And that is, that again, shows where our trust is and our hope is and our foundation is. The Bible says the, rich, the, the wise man and the foolish man had difficulties. The rain came, the storms came, everything came because the one was built on the solid rock. He stood and uh, God proved. See, God will prove us and uh, God longs to prove us. And, and, you know, even when we trip up and fail and fall, uh, God doesn't, in a sense, doesn't delight in that. But you know what? He wants us to see that we need him. He wants to see that we're probably relying upon ourselves. We're trying to do it on our own. And uh, he says, Dave, look. He said, you know, have a bit of that. You tripped and fall. Why? Because you've not relied upon me. You've not spent time. You're not ab abiding in me. You're not abiding in my word. You're not spending time with me. But he said, this is what Habakkuk said. I'm going to rejoice in the Lord. Verse 19. The Lord is my strength. That particular word is a beautiful word. It means, Lord, you are my everything. You are my wealth, my ability, my army, my social standing, my social status, my ability, my substance, my sustenance. You are my everything. You are my everything. Therefore, you will make my feet like a deer's feet. Now, if you've ever watched any of those programs and you've seen those ibexes on the mountainside, you think, what do they, why do they live there? Well, there's good reason for that. But how do they run up and down there? They're running down this craggy cliff. And, you know, it's sheer, isn't it? And they're bouncing down and they... It's amazing. It's amazing. I, I, their, their bodies are compact. Their legs are strong and, and, and uh, lithe. They, they mark their own home territory. They know where they're going. And the Bible says, You will make me walk upon my high hills. The Bible in... in uh, Romans says, you will reign in life. Life is not to reign on you. 
those high hills that are vast sometimes before us, they're not to overcrowd us. The Bible says, if the Lord is my strength, I am going to walk upon them. Now, they're not going to go. They didn't say they're going to go. But instead of me being crowded in and pressed in, I'm going to walk upon them. The Bible says uh, about David, when the, the difficulty came, it means he was squeezed. He was pressed in. Yet he found his strength in the Lord. And that's what uh, when the Lord uh, talks about tribulation in, in the gospel. And when Paul says, through much tribulation you will go through, it means a squeezing, a pressing, a going through a narrow gate, a narrow uh, gorge. Of course, we're on the narrow way, aren't we? That's why we need the strength of the Lord. That's why we need the strength of the Lord. And that's our promise. The Lord is our strength. The Lord is our fortress. God is a refuge and strength, an ever-present help in time of need. Therefore, whatever comes our way, he says, we're going to be okay. Okay, why? Because we're strong in the Lord. To know him is to be strong. What does is what is Daniel say? They who know the Lord, or know their God, shall be strong and do mighty exploits. Thankfully, it's in him, in knowing him, in his word, resting in it, abiding in him, that we can be strong. Difficulties, problems, absolutely. Issues, character flaws, issues in our character, issues in our past, they will crowd in on us. But thankfully, the Bible says, well, you're overcomers. You're overcomers. And uh, it may take sometimes, you know, it, those things go in a moment, don't they? You notice that some things go, and other things go a little bit, and they, they have another little dig, and they come back, and to have another, they, they rear their head. You think, you thought you destroyed them, but uh, they have another life. They've got cat something, they've got nine lives, but in the Lord, in the Lord. And uh, when we have had victories, just, just rest on him. Why? Because the devil loves to come along then and uh, put something else in. And uh, <clears throat> and then we think to ourselves, oh, I'm pretty good. I've defeated that. No, we fall well that we, we haven't defeated only the Lord. So, but thankfully tonight, strong in the Lord and in his mighty strength. Even when we fall, the Bible says he lifts us up by his mighty right hand. Hallelujah. We hope you've enjoyed this podcast. To find out more about our church, visit www.org oakdalechristiancentre.org